Know what it takes for you to be an influencer in your industry? A million followers? A million dollars? Hear stories from real-life influencers to discover what it truly takes to be an influencer. This is Influence That Innovates. Welcome to Influence That Innovates, where we break down what it means to be an influencer. I'm Andrew Gabbert, and I'm on the phone with this week's influencer, Carrie Green. Kerry has multiple revenue streams, including his role as creator and CEO of PodcastFastTrack.com. Podcast Fast Track takes your podcast audio recording and optimizes it. Then they help you market your podcast in order to attract visitors. Now, before I continue, I should mention that the views and opinions expressed by this week's influencer do not represent those of the show or Joyco. So welcome, Kerry. Hey, good to be with you, Andrew. Thanks so much for the invitation. Yeah, I'm glad we're able to do this. Why don't you uh, start off by telling me a little bit about Podcast Fast Track and how you got that started? Yeah, well, Podcast Fast Track really kind of came to me by accident in a way. I was doing some audio editing using some free software called Audacity, and I was just doing that for a friend of mine. And he's a guy I'd met online, and he was having trouble with his audio for his podcast, and he was asking me to help him out with it. So I was doing that, and just one day as we were you know, dialoguing about some of the stuff we we're doing, he said, you know, you should make this into a business. And that got the ball rolling. It got the gears turning in my head. And, and I just started reaching out to a few people that I thought might need the service. And it turned out it was a huge need. I was a podcaster already, so I knew that. And, and it, it has just taken off. It's only been in existence for a little over two years. And we've, we've just surpassed 25 clients and, and everything's just rolling really well. It's interesting how a lot of times businesses start by accident. Like you said, that's kind of how Joyco got started 29 years ago. It just came to be. <laughs> so it, that's, that's really cool. Yeah. I, I really feel blessed. That's for sure. Well, I want to, the first question I want to dig into is what does the term influencer mean to you? I think an influencer is anybody really, because uh, we all have influence on the lives of others around us, whether we believe it or not. There's an old country Western song that reminds me of this. It's called Heroes, and it says heroes come in every shape and size. And I think it's because there's someone around you who's looking up to you, someone who's looking to you to take the lead. And and you once you're once you're mindful of the fact that you have that kind of influence in someone's life, it really makes you take a little more seriously the role that you play in the world overall. And uh, I think I think in our our day and age, we hear the term influencer and we think of someone who's like on the cutting edge in their industry or their niche or, and maybe that, that qualifies for sure. But I, I tend to think of it more on just a, a smaller level that each of us is an influencer. I, I can guess how you're going to answer this next question, but do you consider yourself an influencer? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm a dad, so I have to be an influencer. I'm a husband. I, I influence my wife, whether I like it or not in good ways or bad ways, <laughs> you know? So uh, but but yeah, I, I see myself as a leader. If that's more of what you're asking, I I've always been in positions of leadership, and I've I've uh, just recently built a team for Podcast Fast Track. So I definitely have a position where I am influencing people daily, and I I love that challenge. Yeah, I, I get a certain thrill out of it myself. So it's it's fun to take it seriously. I think it you kind of have to if you want to make a positive impact on people. But it's fun for me. Now, on your LinkedIn profile, you mentioned that you love creating things that enrich people. So talk to me about that desire and why it matters to you to enrich someone's life. Well, I part of my background is I was a pastor in a local church for 20 years plus and retired to start this entrepreneurial stuff. And, and actually, I retired before I started the entrepreneurial stuff. So uh, the the 
DNA that's in me is just to to help people, to be a blessing, to benefit people, to enrich their lives. And I, I think that's important because it's why we're here on the earth. I mean, I think if if we weren't to be here to make a difference, then we wouldn't be here. And so I, I see that as a divine calling from God himself for every human being to be a blessing to those in their lives. And so my goal is to do that. I do it in some specific ways through Podcast Fast Track, but I do it in other ways, you know, like I mentioned before, as a, as a family man and as a friend and all those other things. You mentioned the phrase, be a blessing to the world. I, I also saw that on your LinkedIn profile, um, almost like it's your, well, like you said, it, it's, it's kind of your purpose is to be uh, a blessing to somebody or, or to be an influencer, to influence them. A lot of people, when they go into business, they go in either to make money or they go in to, to grow or they go in to achieve status or, or something like that. So how do you think that motivation, that initial motivation impacts the life of the business? Well, I mean, if the motivation, pure and simple, is just to make money with no bigger purpose behind the why of your, of your making of money, then I think that business is going to go downhill in time because the customer or the consumer is going to pick up on that. They're going to realize that, that they're just being treated like a commodity. They're not being valued as a person. But I think if the person who's making that money and has the goal to make that money actually has a bigger why behind it, then that generates an enthusiasm and an excitement that is communicated to the client, is communicated to the end user. And they pick up on the fact that this is bigger than just the money. This is about something else. For example, in Podcast Fast Track, part of what I said earlier about believing that everybody's an influencer is, is my why behind Podcast Fast Track. I believe everybody in the world has a purpose and has a message they're supposed to communicate in one way, shape, or form. And for those who choose podcasting, I want to help them do that. I want to be their megaphone. I want to, I want to be the way that they get that message out. And so it's, it's important to me that my clients know that because to me, that tells them this is about you more than it is about me making money. So I want to go back to the idea uh, of businesses, your business, how it kind of came together just by chance almost. Like I said, that seems to happen a lot where somebody will, will realize all of a sudden, I know an entrepreneur, she and her daughter helped to create a brand new hanger that you can use to uh, hang up tank tops for, for women in their closets and it organizes them in a neat way. And it, the idea just kind of came to her. She, they didn't set out to invent something. They didn't set out to make money. They just realized all of a sudden she realized, wow, my closet is a wreck. You know, I think I might have a solution for that. Um, and then, like I said, for Joyco here, Bob Coffin, the president, he just kind of fell into that, the video production, live events, and and then got into, morphed into uh, more corporate video and that kind of thing. So talk to me about the mixture between this, you know, like you said, this maybe this divine purpose or this random chance or, or coincidental occurrences versus planning it out. And how do you combine the two? And you know, for, for someone like you, you're a pastor, so you, I'm sure you're trying to be aware of, you know, how God is speaking to you and that kind of thing. How do you combine that with strategic planning? Yeah, that's a great question, Andrew, because it's not an easy one to answer. That's usually the best questions. Uh, I, I find that the ideas, you know, come to me pretty frequently for things like Podcast Fast Track. I, I, I consider myself kind of a multipreneur. I have all kinds of things going on and new ideas all the time. And and to me, the planning part uh, has to do with with filtering through all those ideas and figuring out which are the most important right now. 
that's really the most difficult part. And obviously for me, prayer goes into that, um, laying down lists of pros and cons, looking at opportunity costs, looking at the actual physical cost of doing an idea and what it's going to take to get it going. Um, and then there's market research and all those kinds of things. You know, is this really a viable business or product or those kinds of things? And to me, all of that goes together to inform me. I don't see myself as a person who has to have all the answers or has to know ahead of time exactly where I'm going, but I figured that out as I go. And so all those all those planning steps and all those evaluation steps are what inform me of what it is I'm supposed to be doing. I mean, Podcast Fast Track, when I first started it, it was just to put food on the table because I needed I needed income. But as the business has grown, the vision has grown and the reason why has grown and the actual services that we provide have grown so that it, it's bigger than I ever imagined it to be. And, and that's what tells me it's a, it's a calling is that it's more than I would have thought it could have been. Talk to me a little bit about some of the outside influences that have helped to shape your business. Oh, wow. I don't even know what they would be. Um, there's a lot of podcasters I listened to early on. Uh, Pat Flynn, I listened to Smart Passive Income. I listened to a guy named James Shramko does a podcast called Super Fast Business. Uh, I mean, there's just so many people in the online space that I've listened to and gleaned things from. It's hard to nail them all down. But one thing that I, I can say is that I think anybody who who has half a brain and knows how to study and learn can do what I've done. It's, it's a, a new world we live in with technology that we didn't have just even 15 years ago. And, and we're able to do things to generate income that, that we never even conceived of. So I don't know, as far as influences go, there's just, there's just too many. So would you say that those external influences were important to your business? Oh, absolutely. I was listening to podcasts about online business long before I jumped in. And I think that was vital because it, I, I had some mindset retraining to do. You know, I had been in, in 20 years worth of a, of a steady career in one field and drawing a consistent paycheck. And online business is very different from that. And so I had to, I had to learn how to think differently, that, that it is possible to create something out of nothing in a digital sense and put it out there and earn income from it. And, and, you know, my wife and I had a lot of hard conversations about that because she hadn't been listening to the, conver the, the podcast. And so she hadn't, didn't have the benefit of all that information I had. And so she didn't see how it was possible. She, she kept saying things like, are you sure this is going to work? Are you sure you don't need to just go get a job? And, and, you know, and I'm, it, it came about and I knew it would because I had been listening and learning and, and growing in my belief of this business model of online business. I want to shift gears just a little bit and talk about the impact you've had on your clients. So what kind of feedback, first of all, um, have you received? Well, the clients that I have right now, uh, most of them have been with me at least a year, some a little bit less, obviously, because we're adding clients all the time. But the the biggest compliments that I've gotten from people is that they always feel valued when they interact with me or people on my team. And that's one of our highest core values is that people are more important than things. And so we want our clients, potential clients, uh, people who just contact us out of the blue, we want them to feel loved and cared for and that they are important. And to me, that matters more than anything else we do because people are more important than things, even, even more than the revenue. And so I'm excited to, uh, to hear that kind of thing from clients. I also have clients who, you know, say their, their show notes page, for instance, is, is worlds different and they got immediate response from their fan base once they, they made that change with us. Uh, others who have told us, you know, their audio quality has never been better and, and they love 
this this really, Andrew, is the one I love the most besides the people thing. And that is people telling me I have my life back. I'm not spending hours editing podcast audio anymore. I mean, that's that's music to my ears because I want to give them their time so that they can do with it what they're meant to do. I think that one thing we hear a lot more often nowadays is, uh, I mean, it, it's still not as common as I would like to see, but I do hear more and more people talking about uh, the importance of valuing the people, the client, you know, putting them first. And I, I think that is important, but it, you can't forget that you're a business. You got to make money. You know, it, it's, it's kind of a harsh reality. Most of the time, you got to have money to continue doing what you're doing to be able to support that. So talk to me about how you balance generating revenue and growing and, and, and success, financial success versus well, and, and how that relates to retaining the value of your client and making sure that they are the most important thing that you're thinking about. Yeah, that's a good question too. I think that it's kind of like a cart and a horse. You know, if you get the cart before the horse, your horse is not going to be able to take that cart anywhere. And to me, the, the, the client, keeping the client in view feeds everything else, including the revenue. If that client is cared for, what's going to happen is, is a relationship is going to be built and in time loyalty is going to be built. And that's a long-term asset. That's not just a one-time sale. See, most of the businesses that I set up, I do in a recurring sort of a subscription or a, a, uh, an ongoing passive income sort of a stream. And those those sorts of things when you're dealing with clients only happen when that client feels valued and loyal to you. They're going to keep coming back because there's a relationship there. I, I have clients who have gotten better offers in terms of the monetary amount, but they don't go anywhere because we've established a rapport and a relationship where they know I'm for them and I'm with them. So I think that the relationship comes first. It's like the horse pulling the cart and the cart may be the revenue and it you can't get the revenue without the relationship, or if you do, it's not going to last very long. It's not going to be a long-term proposition because you've, you've got things out of order. And so, I mean, related to that whole thing and and to this question, I think is, you know, the fact, and you alluded to it, we are running businesses, not charities. So we can't just give away all the things that we do, but it's amazing what happens when you do just make a judgment call to give something to someone rather than, than upcharging them. Uh, it builds that loyalty and it builds that relationship. I've had people who have had an issue with a service or an issue with a problem in the past. And, you know, they're asking for a discount and I just, I just say, forget about it. We're just going to do it for free because we want you to be happy. And, and that, even though they were upset 10 seconds ago, suddenly makes them into an ally instead of an enemy. And and you're able to, uh, you know, love that person back into a good relationship with you. And I think that's the way we have to go. One thing that I keep thinking about is I, I'm going out and meeting people. I'm going to networking events and I'm uh, in the marketing world. I hear a lot about how when you give, people will give back to you. And I think a very challenging distinction to make there is that when you give in order to receive, people will notice. Yeah, I totally agree. But when you give in order to give, that's when you'll you'll really see rewards, even if they're not financial. A lot of times they will be. Sometimes they won't be. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Pe- people pick up on it. Yeah. So you have uh, a number of things going on all at the same time. You've got uh, some coaching and, and consulting 
uh, gigs as well. Is that right? Uh, to a limited degree. Yeah, that's that's a business that I'm I'm in the process of building up and I don't really have a whole lot going on in that regard yet. But yeah, I'm building a business uh, right now. It's 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 going to be a website podcast course, all kinds of things called uh, Live, Build, Change. And it's it's based on uh, my core beliefs. I'm niching it really into a really specific audience of Christian business people bringing my pastoral experience and my business experience together. And it's the, the mantra essentially is live your faith, build your business, change your world. And I believe uh, that that's the message I have to, to tell people and, and I can coach them along in that. But I also have some other things. I have an online course that's a, a video course that just runs on its own and, and creates passive income. I have books. I have, you know, various other things, uh, including, you know, just AdSense revenue on certain websites. It's, it's multiple streams of income. And I just love it. Yeah. Well, I love that. I love the variety there because I think that a lot of times people need to be reminded that a little creativity can go a long way. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to be limited in, in the circumstance that you're in. That's right. Okay. So, so you've got multiple things going on all at the same time. How do you balance work and home life? That's a big question for a lot of people. Yeah. Well, I, I really appreciate the question because I know it's a difficult thing. Uh, I feel very blessed in that uh, we were married uh, over 20 years when I stepped into the entrepreneurial world. So we had a good track record and a foundation of communication and, and time together already established. Uh, if that's not already in place, man, it is a really hard balance to run. I think the key for me is that big C word, communication. You and your spouse have to be able to talk con- consistently and constantly about schedules, about what's going on, about expectations, because you may have the expectation, oh, I can work into the evening tonight because of this or that. But if you haven't communicated about that, someone's going to get hurt. Um, <laughs> there's there's just, there's got to be adequate communication, not only just about the logistics, but also about the, uh, what would you say, about, about the expectations and about uh, the, the vision behind the business. If your spouse doesn't understand why you're doing what you're doing and why it takes so much time, they're going to be a lot less sympathetic. And so uh, you have to work at it. I think you have to work at that balance just like you have to work at growing the business. And in fact, I think most entrepreneurs get it way out of balance and they work more on their business than they do the things going on at home. And just like that relational cart and horse, I think it's got to go the opposite way. Home's got to be healthy first or you're not going to be healthy enough to make the business grow. Yeah. And that, that kind of leads right into my next question. I, I know that not our, all of our audience, uh, they're going to be married, but I'm married myself. And, and what I've learned is that uh, it's crucial to have that support at home. And it, even if it's not your spouse, it could be your parents or siblings or, or roommates or whatever, whoever is living life with you every day. Uh, it can be crucial to have that support, someone that you can go and dump all your worries on them when you need to, or you can celebrate with them, or you can just simply tell them, hey, here's what's going on, and I just got to get it off my chest or whatever. How has that been for you? Oh, my. <laughs> it is a challenge. I mean, there's such reward there when when things are going well on, on the business front and on the home front, but at the same time, it's, it's just a challenge. It's a, it's a work in progress, I guess I would say. You, you don't ever arrive on either front. Uh, I mean, I, we tend to look at people who are really successful in business and say, oh, they've made it. Well, not really. You know, they've, they've made it further down the road than you, but, but they haven't made it. They've still got learning and growth to do because we're all, we're all flawed human beings. And the same is true at home. 
you know, uh, our relationship's always in progress. And I'm learning as I get older, I turn uh, 49 this year, and I'm learning that, uh, you know, there's seasons of life and things I'm facing in this season I've never faced before. And it's almost like you're starting over with your spouse sometimes because you're both facing new things and you're you're reacting to things you've never reacted to before. And, and so you have to learn how to live with each other in a loving, understanding way all over again. Are there times when you have to set aside things that are going on at home so that you can just sit down and concentrate on, on work? Yeah, there are. But I have to communicate about it, obviously. We understand that. There's times I take little weekend retreats sometimes. I have a friend who's got a cabin just outside of our town and he'll let me go up there whenever I want. And I'll just, I'll just go up there and crank out a whole bunch of stuff in three days just to get ahead of the curve because I, I see something coming on the horizon that I've got to be ready for. And so my wife's very understanding about that and she appreciates the income that comes in from it. So, uh, you know, she understands you've got to fuel the fire and, and that's part of it. What it brought up in my mind was the importance of taking breaks every once in a while. You have to rest and recuperate uh, in order to keep going strong. Yeah, we absolutely do. I, uh, there's, you know, there's times where I've got big projects going on and I'm cranking away at them, trying to get them finished. And then uh, I'll just, I'll just hit the pause button and say, I'm done. I'm done for the next three days. I'm not, I'm not doing anything <laughs> because I need to decompress and I need to get my head clear. And I think too many people just, just drive, 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 drive and, and beat themselves into the ground. And, you know, your business can be as successful as you want it to be. But if, if you're not truly happy in what you're doing, and if your life is not the kind of life you, you want to live, you've just created a job for yourself rather than creating freedom, which you, your own business should be able to create. So I, I'm a big proponent of what they're calling lifestyle business now. You know, the, the business should serve your lifestyle rather than the other way around. Well, thank you, Carrie, for talking with me. This yeah, been I appreciate it, Andrew. It's been great chatting with you. Yeah. If you guys are interested in learning more about Podcast Fast Track and how they might be able to help your podcast grow, you can visit their website at www.podcastfasttrack.com. And I hope you guys are feeling inspired to be a blessing to the world. So be sure to check out more episodes of Influence That Innovates. Enjoy your week, guys. Thanks for listening to Influence That Innovates, brought to you by Joyco Productions. And don't forget, somebody's always watching. Don't waste it.